let us, let us get to the scripture today. Our, our scripture comes from 2 Samuel uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, and it reads, Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. Previously, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and in. And the Lord said to you, you will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be a ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king, and King David made a covenant with them before the Lord at Hebron. Then they anointed David king over Israel. Israel. David was 30 years old when he came, when he became king and he reigned 40 years. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, we thank you for all that you are, for all that you are doing. Oh God, we thank you that you have not forgotten us, that, that you are ever present in all that we do. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I just received a message before we go into the, the uh, sermon. Uh, Stan Funderburg's son-in-law, Rick, died last week. Please remember them in prayer. Amen? And now I'll put this away. As we begin to really look at this series on life's <laughs> little problems, if there is a such thing, um, I, I was drawn to this particular portion of scripture and, and caused to look at how many issues impatience causes us to have. You see, the best of us fall guilty to, to this. Even last week, Pastor Elaine came and told us that she uh, wasn't really good at waiting. She, she talked about how when she was coming out of the military and going into seminary, there was this, this, this thing that was present that would help her financially, but uh, it did not apply to her, and one of her good friends told her to wait. Now, waiting in, in that situation really didn't make sense because she already knew that it didn't apply. She already knew that she had a, a, a deadline to get her paperwork in in order to be able to move forward, but gratefully she decided to wait. And as a result, on that last day, something <laughs> moved. And as a result, she was able to get that financial blessing that did not apply to her those days before. And she was able to go through seminary without debt. Somebody with student loans should be happy that there is that ram in the bush, amen. And it is that moment when her purpose lined up with God's timing that she received the thing that she needed to be successful going forward. Unfortunately, we all don't have that type of patience all the time. We, 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 we know what God has promised, but we, we don't always allow God's timing to take hold. And then we are upset with God when things just don't come through the way we thought they, were, they should have. But God was in place. We were the ones that ran ahead. 
often like to talk about the, the story of Isaac, uh, uh, Abraham and Isaac, when God tells him to go and sacrifice his son. And he goes and he's faithful, even though this is his baby and this is his boy and this is what he waited on. And he finds himself on the uh, going up to the mountain and, and his son says, I, I see all the stuff we need, but where is the sacrifice? And and Abraham says, it, 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 it's, it's, it's coming. God will prepare it for you. And then he goes to sacrifice this boy. And all of a sudden, God steps in and says, look, there's a ram in the thicket. Now, the reason why I often talk about this particular scripture when I begin to talk about God's timing is this. There is a very distinct intersection where your, God's purpose and God's timing meets. And in that place, success is guaranteed. What if he would have ran ahead because he was upset and he just wants to get this over? The question be, uh, becomes, would the ram be yet in that bush? Would it be tired enough where there wouldn't be a wrestling or a, a battle in order to get it on the, the place of sacrifice? If he drug his feet because he dreaded what God was saying so much, would, would, would he have gotten there too late and the ram got now? There, there is so much tied into God's timing that we sometimes forget to acknowledge. It is in that moment where, where God's purpose and God's timing intersects, that divine intersection that, that promotes our success. But impatience robs us of that so many times. People say that we are living in the microwave generation. We want that instant gratification no matter what. They, they, they can point to the fact that people don't really go to the library anymore because they can get online and get what they want in 30 seconds instead of walking or, or riding or, or taking a bus or a car to the library, which takes 30 minutes, and then go through books and then read. They can just ding, and it's there. People talk about the fact that it is, it is not common for families to sit down for dinner anymore, even to go to restaurants where they sit down, because fast food is just quicker. They, they talk about the fact that once upon a time, you wanted something, you would go through a catalog. I know I'm not the only one that used to do this at Christmas. And circle what you want. And then there was a, a slip in the back that you could either mail in or you could make a phone call. And then they had to process the order. And if you got it in a couple of weeks, you were doing good. Where now we go to Amazon, and if it's not on my porch in two days, I need to talk to somebody because something is wrong. We, we, we deal so much in these, these microwave, these short time frames, these demands to get things quick that we often forget to be patient. We often forget that some things take time. We often forget to enjoy or even to learn with, uh, throughout the journey that it takes to get to a thing because we are so focused on warning it and warning it today. But in this particular scripture, David shows us how to wait on the Lord. Well, pastor, why would you say that? I say that because it tells us that, that David was 30 years old when he reigns in, in Israel. But if you flip backwards in the Bible, you'll find that he was anointed king at the, between the ages of 10 and 15. 10 to 15, he takes king at 30. 10 to 15, you do the math. That's not two days. It's not 20 minutes. It's not even two years. Between 10 and 15, it, it would have been uh, understandable by 
our uh, concept of time to grow impatient and to want it and to go after it and to do the thing, whatever it would take to get where you know God has called you to be anyway. But the question becomes, if he would have taken it by force, because he did have opportunities, as, he, as you will read in the scriptures prior, uh, to kill Saul, to assassinate him and to take the throne, the question is, if he would have done that, would he have been ready? The answer I'm going to give you is no. Not only would he not have been ready, but the people would have not been ready to accept him as their king. And quite frankly, I believe that God would not have been pleased. You see, when God's timing meets your purpose, success is the result. The wait is for you, it is for them, and it is for God. It is for you because in, in the, 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 the context of the scripture, the people would need or want a, a, a king that was also a shepherd. They wanted a shepherd king. So it would take time for David to develop this craft. He was a shepherd of his father's sheep, right? But he didn't get good at that overnight. He didn't wake up one morning and say, oh, master shepherd, that's me. He had to face the, the lion. He had to face the bear. He had to face challenges. He had to deal with sheep that didn't want to do what they were supposed to do. He had to, he had to overcome the elements. He had to uh, endure hardship as a good soldier. He had to do all these things to perfect his craft as a shepherd, not knowing that perfecting the craft as a, as a shepherd would then prepare him for king. The people would need a strategic mind to be king. And David gained that through his journey as he ran from Saul, as he hid in the mountains, as he uh, was commander over, over, over regiments and armies. He had to be strategic in how he addressed people, not only in his warfare, but also in his wording. Everything that happened in that journey between 10 to 15 and 30 was preparing his mind to be strategic in the way that the people would need when he was king. And they wanted and needed a godly king. And so God had to put David in situations where he had to wait to make sure that he was willing to, to lean and depend on God, to make sure that he was willing to use what was in his hands, to make sure that he was willing to extend grace and mercy, to make sure that he would heed the word as the prophets came to him. You see, staying in position and walking out the process is as much for you as it is for them. But it is for them. Because in verse number three, I believe it is, it says, when Saul was king, you were the ones that brought the armies in and out. They, the people needed to see that David's journey in order to respect him, in order to trust him, in order to see him as a king. Now, this is funny. I, 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 I was told when I was hired on at a previous position that I, I would be a great manager one day. And in my head, I was already a manager. Just got hired. Already a manager. Manager wasn't on my title, wasn't on my business cards, wasn't on the front of my cubicle because I was still in a cubicle. But in my head, I was a manager. And I was a good one. And so I, I knew that I had experience because I had been in those types of positions before. I knew that as I, I was equipped for the role because I had served in the role. I'd had the nameplate. I'd had the office. I had all those things. 
but the people that were around me didn't. So I walk into my team and I begin to help people out and I begin to try to take on this managerial role and then we lose our manager and oh, I'm really the manager now. And, and I begin to push people and ask people to do stuff and uh, all of a sudden everybody was upset with me. Well, why are you upset with me? I was just trying to help. And what I realized is they had not seen my journey. They didn't know I had the, uh, the experience to do what I was doing. They just thought I was being bossy because I could be. They, they didn't know that I had been successful in a similar uh, 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 position because they weren't there. And so I had no credibility with them. And what it really did was drive a wedge between me and them. So when a managerial role really did come up, I wasn't the person for the job. You see, I didn't know that six weeks into my employment, the manager was going to quit, nor did I know a year after that they would be looking for a manager. And if I would have just done my job and been in position and walked out the journey, that job would have been mine. But because I know better than anybody else, and I can walk this thing out like I want to walk it out, and y'all should believe me just because of who I am. God's timing and God's purpose uh, met at an intersection that I never got to. It wasn't that God let me down. It wasn't that God failed me. It was that I failed to walk the thing out as God called me to walk it out. My timing was off. My impatience was forefront, and I wanted what I wanted. Pastor probably shouldn't say that, huh? All right, let, let's change the subject. So, it is also for God because God oftentimes leads us through a, a journey, a wilderness, if you will, just to see if you'll be faithful in the wait. Will you fold your arms and pout and walk away or will you truly do what you're called to do in the meantime? He, 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 he will often put you in places where you have to endure those hard times to see if, if what he put in you will come out or if you will suppress it because it doesn't look like you want it to look. You see, what we realize is once we get to that intersection and we reach God's purpose for our life, no matter how uh, 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 long it may take, our success in that position is because God is with us. David's success in his kingship was because God was with him. He, he not only said, not my will, but thine be done, but he said, not my timing, but yours, O Lord. So if you want me to serve as a shepherd for years, I'll serve as a shepherd. If you want me to, to roam the countryside, I'll roam the countryside. If you want me to be a warrior, I will be a warrior knowing that in your time, all of the things that you have promised me will come to pass. Amen. Because those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, when God gives you a thing, my grandmother used to say, the world didn't give it, baby, and the world can't take it away. You see, it is in God's timing that we are able to accomplish exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. It is God's timing that allows us to walk that narrow road guided by the Holy Spirit to get to just the point in time in which we are designed to get there. And if it was not for the journey, oftentimes we would arrive alone. But because of the journey, God allows us to reach and to touch and to show and to be the light that so many people in this world need. The question is not, the, the question is not if God has a plan, but the question is, are you willing 
to follow God's plan? Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to walk out the challenging times with the expectation that there, that these times won't be like this always? Are you willing to trust that the Lord is with you no matter what your environment may look like? Are you willing to walk past those opportunities to manipulate, to deceive, and to do all manner of evil to others to try to get to a place quicker? Are you willing to be righteous? Are you willing to be right? Are you willing to show mercy and grace even when it seems to show you slow you down? Are you willing to work the principle and give the principle time to work? Are you willing to do what God is calling you to do God's way? Now, the reason why I believe this is important for today is simply this. If we are going to look at the little problems that life brings to us, I think that if we were to close our eyes and look at the book that, that is our life, we could flip through pages and realize that a lot of those problems were caused by our impatience. Am I by myself? Whew. All right, don't leave me by myself. So if, if it is caused by our impatience and God is giving us new things to do every day, then what can we do tomorrow that we did not do before that could eliminate some of those, those issues? This is where I love to walk. Because those issues oftentimes keep us from being for others what others need. We say we want to be the light. We say we want to be the hands and the feet of God. But we often miss those intersections because we are too uh, 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 preoccupied with running after our own will. We, we, we often miss those intersections because we are being selfish and not selfless. Because we want what we want, forget everybody else. And that cannot be the attitude of a Christian. That cannot be the attitude of someone fighting in the army of the Lord. It cannot be the attitude of a community of faith that truly wants to be multi-ethnic, multi-generational for all people, showing the love of God to all that we encounter. You see, we have work to do. And we cannot allow this impatience, this, this timing issue to derail the work that God has before us. Do me a favor. If you're online, look in the mirror if you have one. If you're here, look around. Look at the people in the pews. Nobody's looking around. Look around. If all of us we're willing to walk out the journey together to embark upon challenges and all that it may face. How many people could we impact in a week? How many great things could we show to people that are need in need of seeing something great in a week? How many times could we show the gospel more than just preach or say the gospel in a week? This is my charge. This week, let's find out. Amen. No more issue of time, no more issue of weight, no more issue of seeking our own will over God's. Let us walk in purpose, understanding that as we walk the journey out as God called us to, his timing will meet our purpose and success is guaranteed. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.